If I should call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me, lose my mind. Imagine how the world could be so very fine, so happy together. Toss the dice, it had to be The only one for me is you And you for me So happy together Good morning. I'm just happy to be together. Yeah? So happy together. Wow. It is, I like the new look. Yeah. Thanks for being able to count to three, by the way, and leaving three chairs in between you and the next person. That gives you your safe distance, uh, the, the cootie zone, you know, so... Wow, you just look better to me this way. I like it a lot. So, well, good morning. Uh, I'm going to continue and actually complete the re-series this morning. We've been talking about um, just different uh, re-words like restart and relate and return. And uh, today I would like to bring the the final message in the re-series, and we'll move on to some other things next time. And I want to talk about the word rejoin, rejoin. And there are a number of you who have uh, been in the military uh, for which we are completely grateful. Amen? Yeah, amen. And uh, we are surely grateful for the service that you rendered to us as servicemen and women throughout throughout your life and some of you were in for you know one term and some of you faced that opportunity to re-enlist right to rejoin say how about another how about another tour how about another how about another re-up and and some of you faced that and some of you said yes and you rejoined and some of you rejoined and rejoined and rejoined and are still in and have made careers out of such a thing. Some of these re-enlistments were um, done in offices or various buildings, and some of them were done right on the battlefield where they said, yes, we need you to continue in this mission. And uh, right there, and, and, and those of you who ever served in the military, whether you served one tour or more, you, you took a solemn vow, didn't you? You took a solemn vow to, to protect our country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And uh, for that, we'll just always be grateful. No matter what your service turned out to be, whether you did find yourself in harm's way or whether you uh, stood as a pillar of strength in some unit so that we didn't have to be in harm's way, uh, you took a solemn vow and kept it. And for that reason, I, I want to talk to you about rejoining, but 
before I go on to that, let me remind you what Tuesday is. Tuesday is election day. And if you haven't already done so, please vote. Please vote on Tuesday. Every presidential election cycle, people press me to make some kind of a comment to influence people into how they should vote. And I just need to tell you that is no part of my calling whatsoever as a pastor of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is no part of my calling. It is part of my calling to encourage you and to use the influence that you've entrusted me with, though, to say vote. Vote. Vote your values. Vote your heart. Vote your conscience. Vote. 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 What a great land we live in. And we live in a great land in part because of the difference in democracy, the different sides of the aisle. And I praise God for believers who will take this vote seriously. So that's my position. I do have a political position, but you'll never know it from now till Jesus. Well, perhaps when I retire, I'd be glad to come out and tell you exactly what my political position is. But uh, not, not today, not today. Um, so we're going to talk about rejoining today. You know, there's there is an element of human capacity that allows us to join. And so when Christian or I or Chase stand in front of a couple about to be married, we say, dearly beloved, we are gathered together here in the, in the presence of God and the sight of these witnesses to join this man, to join this man and this woman, to join them together as they make a solemn vow, a covenant vow to live as one. And it's a covenant vow to radical commitment, isn't it? It's a covenant vow to radical commitment. This is also true in the church, that we make a covenant vow to radical commitment. Turn in your Bibles, if you have one, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to be looking together at verses... Um, 12 through 27. And uh, 1 Corinthians, as if you may not know, is in the New Testament of your Bible. It's, so it's pretty much toward the back. Be careful that you sh be sure to see a one in front of the word Corinthians because there's a second Corinthians as well. So you're looking for 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and then you're going to be looking for verses 12 through 27. Now, while you're on your way there, by way of context, this, pas this passage I'm about to read is an excerpt from one of what could have been four different letters, actually, from the Apostle Paul to the believers who lived in the city of Corinth, and hence we call it uh, Corinthians. Um, he's about to use an analogy for the body of Christ, calling it the body, and that we're all members of the body and you'll see he's going to talk about feet and hands and ears and eyes and, and how every piece has a vital part in the body of Christ. Now, this analogy that he's about to use was not original with Paul, but in fact was, was an analogy that was known to his audience because 500 years earlier, there was a revolt in the Roman Empire. The plebeians rose up. That was the lower class of people called the plebeians. And they rose up and they planned a revolt. Well, uh, Menenius Agrippa was the co Roman consul at the time. And so he developed this explanation. 
He said, I know you plebeians feel unimportant, but it's like the body, and you're like the stomach. Nobody can see you, but where would we be without you, kind of thing. And while, uh, while the, his motives for bringing up this, this analogy are clearly suspect, he just wanted to placate the, the lower class so they wouldn't revolt, kind of puff them up. I can't imagine a politician doing that. Can you kind of puff up his constituency? <laughs> um, but that's exactly what he was doing. But I'm telling you that this, this analogy, this picture of an organization or a group of people being a body was something that would have been known to them. So with that in mind, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. So from here we get the whole concept of the body of Christ, that the church is the body of Christ. Many parts, one body. Verse 13, you have to love this. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. There's only one God. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what the, what the sign says in front of the parking lot. If it's Christian, it's Christian, correct? So there's only one God. But he said now, in verse 14, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. So when you're a member of the body of Christ, you're in. <laughs> you're in. You're stuck. You're connected. And I realize, like everybody, you know, our walk with Jesus has fluctuation to it, right? But in reality, you're still the foot or the hand or the eye or the whatever. You're still, you're still in there. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. Well, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has, this is so key, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Who made the body? God. God made the body. So he, he makes the, all of the assignments. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Now that word that's translated parts there can also be quite commonly translated in some of your, trans, your, your Bibles as members, right? The eye cannot say to the hand, well, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, no, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Try and get along without your pituitary gland. Just see how long you last, right? And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Thank you. And the parts that are unrespectable are treated with special modesty. Thank you, right? Some things you just can't unsee, right? While our presentable parts, they need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body. It's one unified body. 
but that its parts should all have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And here's the verse I'd really like for you to focus on. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it, or a member, a member of it. That we each have a significant role to play in the body of Christ. And this is by God's very design that we each have a significant and important role as assigned by God. And it's according to this, it's, it's based on, on God's choice. It's based on God's choice so that we don't even get to pick. It's based on God's choice and his grace and based uh, we, we discern that choice by our gifting. So, uh, you know, how are you gifted? How has God gifted you? If he has gifted me to do this, then I got to do this, right? But if he has gifted you to be the one who came in here and set up all of these chairs and rows, then you got to do that, right? And which one is more important for us this morning? <laughs> They're equal, aren't they? They are absolutely equal because we can't have one without the other. And this is the lesson that each one of you is a body of Christ, or we are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a member or part of it. And this assignment is based on God. And we have to commit ourselves to radically playing our positions. Radically. Anybody like football here? Yeah. Imagine if yesterday, have you ever heard of this guy named Justin Fields? I hear he's pretty good. Yeah. Well, what if, what if yesterday he would have said, you know, I don't want to play quarterback today. I think I'd like to play left guard. I mean, he's not really built for it, right? He hasn't really trained for it. He hasn't been assigned it. Worse yet, what if he said, Coach Ryan Day, what if he said, Coach, next week, I'd really like to be equipment manager. Right? Come on. The world flies apart, right? The whole world flies apart when something like that happens. But how good is Justin Fields if there is no equipment manager? How good is he if there's no left guard? Left tackle. Is he right-handed? Yeah. Right? That's blindside stuff, right? How good is he without them? Your job is equally important, equally valid. Your role in the church is equally as important as anybody else. And it's based on God's call on your life, and it's based on the giftings that he has invested in you. So the word, you know, this last message is rejoin our you know, rejoin. Bring yourself to the body of Christ. Bring yourself. Represent yourself, in some cases, to the body of Christ. God isn't saving individual limbs. <laughs> He's saving the body of Christ. Some of you have heard of this thing called church membership. 
It's, a, it's, a, it's not a, an explicitly biblical thing, but it's certainly supported in the Bible, as you'll see if you come tonight at 6 o'clock from a 9 or 10 minute video from David Platt, who that guy can say more in 9 or 10 minutes than I can say in 9 months. And uh, that's what the conversation will be about tonight, is, well, is church membership, what is it, what is this you know, discussion will be about that. And Church membership is a more modern convention in the church that says, I, I feel drawn to that place, to those people more than that place. I feel a real confirmation for, with the mission and the way of that place. You know, there are more than a thousand churches in Franklin County. You get a lot of choices, don't you? <laughs> And they're so different and yet so the same because we're the church. And so along the way we go, not in competition with one another, because there's only one church, right? There's only one church. Not at all in competition with one another, but answering God's call to an individual fellowship or congregation by the ways that they perceive they're being called. And so here we are, Grove City Vineyard. We don't look like every other vineyard, but we look like a lot of vineyards, but... We don't look much like Lutherans either at all, do we, right? And so, oh, stop. And so, praise God for all of them. And so, as you're traveling along and you say, that's my family. That's, that's my spot. Then church membership is offered to give people an opportunity to make that level of commitment and expression. But before you ask yourself the question, should I be a member of this church? There is a far more important question to ask yourself. And that is, are you a member of God's church by way of your personal faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life? God is saving the body, but it's a personal entry into it. And so the much more important question you've got to ask yourself is, have you been to the cross? Have you been to the place where you've recognized your need of Jesus Christ as your Savior? You've bowed before him, trusted in him for the forgiveness of your sins, and surrendered to him as Lord. Say, lead my life from here on out. That's by far the bigger question. Are you a member of God's church? And if you, may, if you can sincerely answer yes to that question, then you may ask the next question. And that is, should I be a member then of this church? Because guess what? One of the seven requirements or expectations of church members here is you have to be a member of this church first. Because we don't want anybody to ever make the mistake of thinking by being a member of the vineyard church, you're saved. You're saved by membership in God's church. But are you feeling like, you know, I just, I, I just feel like this is my place. It's my kind of weird or whatever. You know, I somehow in my own uniqueness and eccentricities, I, I feel like this is a home for me. I feel like this could be my church. Well, what do you do in these COVID days if you want to join the church? We used to have all kinds of seminars and stuff. Well, I've, uh, I've uh, made that easy for you. I have distilled 
I have distilled a three or four hour seminar for you down into one 52 minute seminar and one 23 minute. So for 75 minutes, you can buy your way in here now, okay? <laughs> I put them online this week and you say, I'd like to explore. I'd like to explore membership. I want you to get on, get on our website, look at the downloads, and find one that says, Welcome to the Vineyard. And you get me in my office for 52 minutes. And I'll tell you the stories, some of them. <laughs> and you look at that. And if you watch that and you pray and say, Yeah, this is my home. This is my church. And you would like to pursue, I'd like to make that formal membership commitment well then you watch the 23 minute video called church membership that's me in my office i changed my shirt so it looked like i did it at a different time <laughs> i'm getting to learn how to play this game after all right <laughs> and we'll go through the seven expectations and what you do next and then you can request from us a membership application and return it to us according to the instructions in the church membership video. Now, I put those three things up in the slides prior to actually uh, seeing if this could be done. So, I know the membership video, or welcome, I'm sorry, the welcome to the vineyard video is up. <laughs> but we might be a day or two off from the membership video, so if you get there... Don't get too frustrated. We're actually going into a full rebuild of our, of our website here over the next couple of weeks. In any case, I just let's just close with this question. Are you in? I mean, are you in? I, I love this place, and I love you, and I love what God's doing. And I just want to speak to those of you who are already members of this church. Are you, are you, are you, you're still in, right? You're still in. And I, I just want to remind you who are members, do you, you made those seven commitments completely voluntarily. No one pressured you to make those. And you said it was time to make those. So it's time to keep those. And uh, to everybody else, I say, are, are you in? Because, because we're still running a mission here. We're still on mission here. You get that, right? Are you in? We have 178 families moving in across the road from us. Some of them are already there. And we need to reach them. We need to welcome them in Jesus' name. And we need to find out if they know Christ. Are you in? We're still feeding the hungry and we're still clothing the poor. Are you in? We're still praying for the sick. Our last home group, we had two Two sudden instant healings right there in the garage. We're still doing that. Are you in? We still have children to teach and students to lead. Are you in? We still need to gather in small groups and bear one another's burdens. Are you in? We still have Operation Christmas Child boxes to fill so that we can bless waiting children around the world. Are you in? Yeah. We Thank you, Peter. We still have children to sponsor and missions to support. We still have a mission to accomplish. I just want to tell you, I'm in. I'm still in. 
I'm still in. Like you, I think maybe it's time not to be in anymore. You know, maybe it's time to move over. And, but I'm still here. I'm still in. And I want you to be in with us. So that's, just let that lay on your heart today, whether you're here at home. And just let that lay in your heart today. I don't mean it in any condemning way. I just mean it. It's a question that the Lord posed to me. Bring it. You're in? She's in. Katrina's in. She's all by herself. She's in. Nope. Somebody in the back's in. You're 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 in. Sight for sore eyes there. You're in. You're in. You're in. You're in. Thank you. It's your choice. Your choice. 